Welcome to the Confidence and Communication Podcast. I'm your life coach, Jessica Dumas. I'm a professional speaker and coach who empowers women everywhere to use their voice to take up space and change the world. My goal is to help you speak with clarity and confidence while giving you practical guidance and tools by sharing real life experiences of overcoming. So turn up the volume and grab a pen. You're going to want to write this down. Hey, welcome to the podcast. So before I had a podcast, I would literally be having these incredible conversations with people and thinking to myself, I wish this was being recorded. And so now I get to do that. And I think that's so cool. So this is being recorded in 2022. (laughs) And maybe one day that'll make a difference because I'll be a podcaster for so many years. Now I'm one year experienced. But during 2020, I was invited to moderate a panel and there were some incredible people on the panel. The panel was called Self-Care and Wellness in Film. And I was the moderator and the guests who were the speakers were Michaela Shannon, Shayla Stonechild, and Sheila Shalaki. And it was put on by the Indigenous Film Summit. And at the time, I got to be online. And this is like one of the amazing things about the work that I get to do is the people that I get to meet. So I'm online and I'm interviewing and I'm moderating this panel on self-care and wellness between Shayla and Sheila. And I was so moved. So I made a point to stay in touch with these beautiful women because they're incredible. And so Sheila, who I follow, I follow each of them on their social medias, but Sheila started posting about going on a comedy tour. And I was like, what? I thought she was an actress. She's a writer. She's a stand-up comedy specialist. I'm like, who is this lady? And so I reached out to her and I was like, Sheila. And I'm thinking, do you have any time for little me? Do you have any time for little old me? And she was so welcoming. And like, I honestly feel like she's my sister. We had a few email exchanges and and like now we're up to texting. Like that's how far it's gotten in our sisterhood. But the first one-on-one Zoom that she had She totally made me cry because she is, her words were so moving and so powerful and something that I think each of us need to hear. And that's really what I want you to get from this podcast. Sheila is empowering. She's so pure. And so I really want you to think about like, as you're listening to this message, who needs to hear this message? Because that's why I'm doing this podcast. That's why I'm recording these incredible conversations so that I can help empower as many people as possible and to practice my speaking, obviously. So it's a fun chat, but it's also so meaningful and beautiful. And it's fun to get a glimpse into her world because she's doing so many things. And I'm, you've got to listen to the podcast to hear it all. But one of the things that she's going to talk about first is her being a certified EMT. And I love, love, love how she talked about like this. It's something that just happened. She was just following her joy. She was just following inspiration. And one of the things she talks about is when it comes to creating incredible experiences in your life, you just need to follow the next step of what feels good. And this is something I practice as well. So it was lovely hearing from Sheila and hearing her experience and talking about it because she says, just take the next step, right? And Like this is, it's a thing. 
just take that next logical step or that next step that feels good and and enjoy it. So Sheila Shalaki, you can follow her on Instagram at Sheila Shalaki, and that's spelled S-H-E-I-L-A-C-H-A-L-A-K-E-E. So follow her on Instagram. And she's a registered citizen of Muscogee Creek Nation. Her work has been featured on PBS, WeTV, E, or the Eat Network, Amazon Prime, Univision, and NFX. She was the recipient of Skins Fest TV's Writer Fellowship in 2021 and tooted as making history and paving way for accurate representation of natives in the film and TV industries by Cherokee Nation Film Office during Women's History Month. She's so incredible. Sheila, I love you. Sheila has been featured internationally with Creative Manitoba and the Indigenous Film Summit, where I met her and got to moderate a panel. She's performed sketch comedy, stand-up, which I have seen online, but oh my god, I would die to see that in person. Theater, improvisation, try saying that five times real fast, with various tropes across America or world-famous venues. Sorry if I'm butchering those words. She received a critical acclaim from the Chicago Reader as being among the best. Multiple collaborations with BuzzFeed, YouTube, and Google. She's been included diversity consulting for Native American content, which leads to well-received press from the Huffington Post, Nylon Magazine, and international outlets like CTV Nightly News in Vancouver. She has a BA in theater and creative nonfiction from Columbia College, Chicago, a certification in diversity and inclusion from Yale School of Management, and is currently attending the University of Oklahoma College of Law, earning an MLS in Indigenous Peoples Law. Like, she's doing it all. Like, she's a certified yoga instructor since 2010, an RYT 500, and I don't know how to say this word either, Yasef or Y-A-C-E-P. So please enjoy this beautiful, inspiring message from Sheila. Sheila, I love you. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on my podcast and for just the way that we've been able to connect lately. I'm so blessed. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Sheila, for being here. And thanks for making time to share your message and your story with the Confidence and Communication Podcast. So we had a chat a couple of weeks ago after I reached out and invited you to join me on my podcast. And in our conversation, and I shared this with you, you just blew my mind. Like when we were done or in the middle of the conversation, I was crying because I felt like I got schooled in worthiness. And like one of the things that you mentioned was like, we all need to hear that message. And as someone like myself who like I wake up and I'm like, how can I inspire someone today? What does someone need to hear? And I really appreciated that because in your work, you recognized that I needed that. And I feel so blessed for that time that we had together. And I feel so blessed to have this time today with you to continue our chat. So thank you so much. My pleasure. I mean, Sometimes we're so busy as, you know, myself, I'm an entertainer, I'm a parent, you're a parent, you're, you inspire people, you have this podcast, and we just get so busy just giving, 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 giving that we forget that we also need to give to ourselves too. And sometimes we're not always getting that 
you know, from other people. Like I don't, I don't have a partner, you know, I, I don't always have bosses who are, (laughs) who are kind. I mean, I try to, but it doesn't always work out that way. So I've just really learned to give that to myself. And it took a lot of work. Don't get me wrong. I didn't just wake up one day and have this, you know, as you and I have discussed previously, I've been through a lot in my lifetime. I wasn't always in loving and safe situations, especially growing up and then in relationships. I've had to learn what that looks like. And I don't know why in that moment, I just really wanted to share because I know that at least for me and we've got similar backgrounds and we've got similar circumstances now in life that we're not loving ourselves as hard as we're loving everybody else. And that's really unfair. And then we're not allowing ourselves to not only have goals and dreams, but we're putting a lid on that. We're putting a cap on that. We're not even able to imagine all the good because we haven't seen it, right? Like that's not even our fault. (laughs) But, But the fact is it's out there. And sometimes we just need to be reminded of that and or given permission to do that. Like I'll never forget the first time I was I was saying something self-deprecating because it's kind of, it was my sense of humor. I no longer do that. I don't cut myself down on stage. I'll make an obvious comment or something like that. But I think it's really important. You know, the words that I use are really important. And so I said something, I, I, I made a joke and then I was like, oh, don't listen to me. I'm an asshole. And then the person put their hand on my shoulder and they said, Sheila, don't say that. Like people, people like you they like you. And it just, it just really hit home. And I thought like, wow, that was really unkind. And okay, I did say something a little off the cuff or whatever, but that doesn't make me an entire being an asshole. Like there's some assholes out there. I'm not one of them, you know? And so it, yeah, it was just, I don't know. I just felt the need to go a little deeper that day. And I I hope that people who are listening understand that it's super, super important that you take care of yourself, what you put into your body, how you treat your body, the relationships you allow into your life. And, you know, even the things that you consume from the media. Now I'm saying this is somebody who's just finished the Jeffrey Dahmer tapes on Netflix. So, you know, like I need to practice what I preach a lot, but, um, you know, (laughs) I did my toe in, I jump back out, I do the work. I did my toe in, I jump back out. Yeah, no. And then two, it's like, I hope it's okay if I continue on. I'm like, okay. I'm like, so dominating because I just get so passionate talking about this. And to people who I know and audiences I know need need to hear this. So just one example, and I don't know if I even shared this with you previously, but the fact that there is so much good that we can't even imagine and leaving ourselves open to that. The way that you get there is just by doing the next thing that feels good. And I mean, good on a soul level, listening to your intuition as it tells you, yeah, this is the right track because, and I'm going to share a story with you here in just a moment of of how this actually looks like when you implement it. So your brain will try to talk you out of it. Like, why am I even doing this? Or what do I even want to do with this? Or why is this even, why is this even a thing? You know, because we don't know what's on the other side of it. All we know is our past and some failures that we've had, quote unquote failures, right? Because I believe that they're actually learning opportunities and also stand up material. So (laughs) (laughs) no such thing as failures, right? So I was enlisted to help develop a pilot for a TV show. And my main character is an EMT. Now, while I've grown up around it, my family is in medical. 
as I'm doing this, I'm familiar with what it's like, but I, I want to be authentic about this. I want to go deeper. I want to figure this out. So I just went online. I'm like, okay, let me see what's out there. So there's this EMT prep program. And I'm like, I don't know why I just, I want to take this. Like it's money. And I don't know why I want to, ah, what am I going to do with it? This is dumb. I can just Google the answer. I can, you know, and then I was talking to a friend of mine later that night. And I was like, this is so stupid. This is so silly. I really want to do this thing. She said, oh my gosh, that sounds amazing. Sign up. I'll do it with you. She ended up dropping out of the class, not even going, but because she sort of gave me that permission, I signed up for it. I did it. I was obsessed. The human body is miraculous. I'm a, okay. I'm, I'm a comedian. What am I doing in a medical class? What am I, what am I even doing here? I don't know. I loved it. I was on fire. I woke up happy to absorb the material. I was asking questions. I was just so into by the end of the course. I was like, let me just see what it takes to just take this a little bit further. Like, I just want to keep going with this. So then I signed up to actually become a certified EMT. I don't know why. And it's the hardest thing that I've done. This class was, there was like a Saturday and a Sunday course. And there was a hundred people Saturday, a hundred people on Sunday. I went to both courses because I went into, it's very, very difficult. It's an accelerated program. If you don't make at least an 80% on each of the courses, they drop you because they need to have a certain percentage of people who pass the national testing. So you're getting tested every single week. You also have to go through these drills because they have a live drill where you walk in and there's just this person passed out on the floor and you have to be Sherlock Holmes detective to figure out what happened and how to treat them, you know, and then get them to the place safely. You also have to do ride-alongs on actual ambulances. Like it's intense. It's intense. So by the end of, yeah, by the end of it, I want to say maybe like from those 200 people, there were maybe 20 people who even passed to be able to take the national. And then the national is like an 80% pass rate or something like that. I, I might be misquoting and I don't want to do, I'm not going to mention who they are, but if, if any of them listen and hear this, I hope I have the stats right. But I know because I have eyes, I know what happened. I was there. Okay. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so then I like, I get, I get licensed and certified and you know, and I would just thought to myself, I, I want to be a part of the good. I want to get out there and help people. I want to get us back to work. I want to get us healthy. I want to make sure that we're safe. Like, what can I do to contribute to this? So I was like, all right, I'll just go ahead and take the test. All right, I'll just go ahead and get my certification. Okay, let me just go ahead and put my name out there and find out if anybody needs. I, it's crazy. It's the craziest thing. I just was so on fire about this. Like, what these people do, and I guess I'm one of those people now, what they do is just, it's, it's, it's miraculous to me. It's incredible to me. It's like they're the biggest, toughest, strongest heroes emotionally, physically, logistically. I mean, it's ridiculous. So I'm doing all of this just because I'm so passionate about it. But my brain is going, this is so, so what are you doing? This is crazy. Like there was, and there was absolutely no rhyme or reason for it. I had no reason to be doing any of this. Okay. But I love it. I love it. When I'm in class, if one of my classmates is like, Hey, I, you know, I want to do this phlebotomy course. And I was like, well, let me look into it. I call and they're like, yeah, we're, we just had somebody drop out. We have a space on Monday. This was a Thursday. They're like, we have space on Monday. And I was like, uh, okay. I'll do it. No, for no reason. Then it just seemed really interesting. It was terrible. It was horrible. It's the most awful course I've ever had because you trade stick for stick for needles. Like it's, it's terrible. And then you have to, and then you go and yeah. And so then you're in a hospital and you're taking blood. Like it's, uh, oh my God, it's, it's crazy. I, I honestly was like crying during the middle of the course. Like, I don't think I could finish. And then, and the teacher is like, okay, we're going to get a smaller needle. And I'd been on some medication 
previously, and this was a few years ago, but it affected my nerves. It was like a nerve pain blocker situation. And so just my pain threshold is just so off right now. Like the nerve pain, I just couldn't handle it. So she's like, we'll get a small needle. We'll do this one. Please don't quit. I can see that you're talented. I can see. Okay. So with those two certifications, I end up working in entertainment in COVID testing. Now think about this. No reason for me to have done any of those things, but I listened to my gut. I listened to my instinct. So the next thing I know, a job that didn't even exist a year before. This job did not exist, okay? So I wasn't standing up in my kindergarten class saying like, when I grow up, I want to pick celebrity noses. That was not a thing. Right? That's, that's, I could not, I mean, I, if I had that powerful of a crystal ball, I mean, like, can you imagine? So, yeah. but, but like that job did not even exist a year before. And I'm knocking on celebrities doors, having these amazing, brilliant conversations, really soaking up that energy. I'm on set. I'm on location. I'm watching, like, I got to work on some amazing movie and TV shows and, you know, like Oscar winners. I'm saying like Emmy winners, Grammy winners. I have been inside of their living rooms, pulling out mucus. It is, it is crazy. Like my life was just like, and I was, I would be in the middle of all of that. And I would just know, just know everything that you've been practicing, everything that you have been working on, you know, mentally, physically, spiritually, psychologically, this is it right here. Do not ever for a second doubt how powerful you are and how deserving you are of good. Not just good, but more good than you could possibly imagine. I had no idea any of that was coming. I just listened to the next thing that felt good, the next thing that felt good. And it's almost like this roller coaster. The better you feel, the better it gets, the more open you are, the more good you get. Like that is absolutely true. And from someone who is a survivor of multiple traumas, like you name the trauma, it has been there in my life. That was really hard for me to understand and believe in, but there was just this fire, this hope, this desire. I know that it gets better. I know that there's good out there. I'm just going to listen to my instincts, right? And not the instincts. It's like, oh, hey, this is, this is abuse. I know that. Let me go towards that. But that thing that's like bigger and more powerful, and I don't quite understand, but it just fills me with this passion and this desire. And look, that being an EMT is not for everybody. But we lost like 180 people from that program, okay? Because either they couldn't keep up with the stuff or they didn't like to see. So the material is, it's graphic. It's my first ride along. Was Well, my first ride along was just wheeling someone from literally across the sidewalk because legally they had to have somebody with them, you know, as they went to go get treatment at the hospital next door. <laughs> that was my first call, but my second call. <laughs> what? And, they're, and they're apologizing. They're like, oh no, this is, you know, normally it's not this slow. Oh my gosh, I hope it's not like this all day. We're just, we're really doing, it's called like IFT, interfacility transport. They're like, we're just doing IFTs today. There's not going to be really, you know, we'll see what happens. No. The next one was a car accident. The fire chief was there, like looking over me. So like, yeah, we got this ride on. And he's like, hey, hey, do this. And do you want to come in? And you want to do this? And I'm just like, oh, Lord, what did I get myself into? You know, 
it was wild. But at the end of it, I have to tell you, I still look back on it as just one of the most magical times. And not because I'm telling everybody, go out there and do something dumb and spend a bunch of money on certificates that you're never going to use. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is like, that makes no sense. It still makes no sense to me, except for I know the end of it. But like, I don't know if it was future me. I don't know if it was divinity. I don't know how this works. I don't have to know how it works. I just know that it does. And I've got this amazing experience that allows me, I mean, I could go work on any medical show I want to now. Like I could, <laughs> I could be any EMT on any TV show with authenticity. You know, I could, there's so much I could do with that. The fact is, in the, if there's ever any emergency ever, God forbid, you know, there ever is, but like I'm, I can run towards the drama and be able to assist. And that just fills me with this sort of confidence as I walk through the world of knowing that I've got my shit together and I've got this amazing, this amazing thing. People don't even, they never expect that. They never expect that. And I don't even know if a lot of people in my life even know what is going on because I, I've been really, really working on being this multifaceted individual. Like I'm a comedian, I'm an entertainer. It confuses people when I'm like, yeah, I also work in medical. Like I even, I think I posted something about like, yeah, I'm on set today. And they're like, oh my God, have fun playing a dog. And I was like, no, I actually, I'm, I'm on set as medical. Like I'm here, you know, it was, <laughs> they're like, whoa, what? Yeah, I'm, I'm licensed. They're like, oh, that's funny. And he's a doctor. The person who commented on that is a doctor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was like, actually, you know, friend, we're on the same team. Yeah. And, yeah. and now you're in law school. I'm in law school. I, did you I, say this, the same thing? Like, where did this come yes. from? I'm just okay. Like, oh, my gosh. Are you ready to have your mind blown? Are you ready to have your fucking mind blown? All right. Okay. So. I, <laughs> yeah, this makes no rhyme or reason or sense either. And we'll, we'll see this story has yet to have quite an ending, but I think I know how it's going to end. I think it's going to actually end up in me possibly, definitely I want to teach moving forward because I'll have my master's. So it'll be a master's in legal study in indigenous people's law. And this came out of nowhere. So this is in 2020. The Muscogee Nation, which is uh, the tribe, I'm a tribal citizen of Muscogee Nation in Oklahoma. So in 2020, the Supreme Court of the U.S. in a case, McGurk case, they essentially said, yes, the reservation is still there and intact. It was never disestablished by Congress. They have jurisdiction over this area by law. Here it is. Here's case law. It's theirs. And Oklahoma lost their shit. <laughs> and it got, it got like, I mean, just the blatant outright racism of the governor. I was hearing some insider stuff and I don't want to get too deep into it, but you know, what the police were doing in response and it really, in case you haven't noticed yet like i'm a warrior i like to jump into the middle i don't run away from the bullshit i run towards it you know <laughs> and give it cpr um I <laughs> <laughs> so i was like oh my gosh i do not like this so i didn't know what i was going to do with that i just knew that i was about to be an empty nester when i went to my daughter's we went to touring campuses trying to figure out where she was going to go to school and when i was on campus i got this weird feeling of like i got so sad but it wasn't just sad to see her out there. I was so excited for her. I was sad for myself that I didn't have some version of that in my life. So I was cognizant enough to realize, whoa, 
I want to go back to school. So the combination of those two things just led me to, all right, let me just see what's out there for law school. Didn't want to take the LSAT, found a place where I could just take my GRE. I applied and I got waitlisted for a JD program, which is basically for anybody who doesn't know, it's for me to be an attorney. I kept getting these pop-ups online on Instagram of this other school. Now, this is the school that I started freshman year in college. So freshman year in college, my second semester, my dad was incarcerated. Now, I had previously been in foster care after my mother died and I was in home to home to home and you know things like that, but I have little sisters. And so being that our mother had passed away, some of them were still in foster care, some others were out with him. I, I just wasn't quite sure where that was going to leave my family. So I needed to be closer to them. I was two hours away. I, I went to be closer to them to see how and if I could support. Now I did end up, it wasn't my dad's child, but I did end up becoming a foster to one of my sisters eventually later on down the road. I don't think, especially now, <laughs> years later, I'm not going to say how long, but years later, the fact that I'm back in this course again shows me like, you know, what's meant for you is is meant for you. Like nothing can take that away. Not your circumstances, not financially, physically, emotionally, mentally, like nothing can take what is for you away from you. And so this was just, I was like, okay, I didn't know if they would let me in because I had to withdraw that second semester. I mean, they let me withdraw even later because I was able to like hand over like my, you know, all of the records to prove like, here's the, here's the inmate stuff. Here's the foster stuff. Here's everything. And they're like, you know what? Go take care of business. So this was before online was a thing. I ended up, you know, going to Chicago. I now live in Los Angeles. This school is the University of Oklahoma. I was like, okay, let me just try this thing out. So I applied. They let me in. And this was within weeks. I'm saying like, I, I applied. I got on the phone. I'm like, hey, let me, what is this about? Then I applied actually. And then, and then they're like, okay, you're in. And then school's starting that month. Like it happened so fast. Yeah. And I just said, yes, like I needed to be open to it. I wasn't going to block you know, the magic. I wasn't, I just imagined and thought like, okay, I'm going to be taken care of. Didn't know how I was going to pay for it because I didn't know I was going to be in there. Flash forward, I'm one class away from getting my master's in legal study. It's law. Listen, so I am the product of actual convicted criminals about to get my master's in legal studies to open doors and inspire people who come from my background what am I going to do in it? I don't fucking know. But <laughs> this, this semester though, too, this semester, I'm a Cobell scholar. So I got, I, I got a scholarship to help me like pay at least, but it's, I still took out loads, but, but then too, listen, how magical this is. There's this, the U.S. government now just did this student debt relief of like 20 grand as well. So I went into this with undergrads. So my undergrad's going to be forgiven, right? So I'm basically going to be finishing with the student debt I kind of started with, to be honest. Like it, I just said yes. I did not know how this was going to happen. And let me tell you, being a Cobell scholar is pretty amazing. Only 30% of people actually get the scholarship. It's one of the, it comes from and is funded by one of the biggest settlements in U.S. history from the government because of their mishandling through the BIA. I believe it's the BIA. Yeah. But from the government, they're, they're mishandling of federal funds for federally recognized tribes. They're like, okay, we don't think this is right. And this woman just went after, went after, went after. I mean, she's a just a warrior. And for that name to be anywhere in the vicinity attached to me 
and my law school journey is just such an honor. So, and again, I'm not telling people go to law school. What I'm saying is like your dreams are like, they're just not even big enough. You just can't even imagine. I don't know what's going to happen from this. I don't know. I already know that I have made some amazing connections, some fab texts, like even you know, this is even like complimented some of my, cause like attorneys are hooked up to a network. Let me tell you, you know, so like just, even just the connections, I can, I literally, I can send an email about like, Hey, do you know somebody I'm working on this project and this is the tribe. And they're like, here's 17 people and, and the chief, like it's wild. It's a wild, you know? And I'm just saying like, that's one benefit. I obviously signed up to all of these programs in order to serve, in order to give, but I get so much back and it's only because I'm following the next thing that feels good and feels good. And I'm not saying this whole journey has been sunshine and roses because it's hard. Like law school is hard. There's many nights where I'm like, I don't understand. I don't get this. But then it, I'll have a light bulb moment or I'll have someone come in who helps me explain it. You know, or I'll have, I got an introduction from someone too of like, He's in with a Native American rights fund. Like I just, he's like, Hey, I did this video of this person. Do you want to meet them? I'm like, yeah, sure. So next thing I know, I'm like talking to somebody there and they're helping explain stuff. Like I've, (laughs) I've talked to justices. Like it's insane. It's been such an amazing journey. And so I think we get so too like goal oriented. Like what's at the end? What's at the end? Why the fuck am I doing this? Because so if you're following, if you're following what feels good and you're just being inspired, it sometimes is a little confusing, but there really is no ending to it. Like there's no limit to where this can go. I just know that I have come full circle. I'm going to cry. I've come full circle. And that poor freshman team who felt like she was giving up on her dreams had no idea had no, cause this was not even an option when I had to withdraw. I could, you could never have convinced me that I would be able to be in Los Angeles and finishing a master's program at the school that I had to give up because uh, I had a family emergency. And yet here I am and they love me and maybe they'll hire me. We're still, we're still chatting. <laughs> we're still chatting, you know, but like, I, I just want to really impress upon you or anybody who comes to this material, if you're here, anything is possible. It is absolutely possible. Even stuff that hasn't even been invented yet. Like I'm I'm one of those weirdos where I was talking about way before I was like, I'm going to go to outer space and I don't, but I don't want to do it for a living. I just want to go and visit. Like, no, you don't understand. Like space tourism is going to be a thing. It's going to be a thing. So, yeah, I'm still waiting on like all of my stuff to be like 3D food printed and, and all that fun stuff, you know, or, like you put in some, some, some dirt and some rocks and it'll make you like your dream house. Like I'm waiting on that still. I'm sure it's coming. But like, I, I just know <laughs> that everything is possible. It absolutely is. You know, as long as you don't give up, you know, obviously I got waitlisted in the JD program. That wasn't my path. That wasn't my path. You'll get a no. You'll get no's. It's like, okay, I'm kind of of like a a pinball machine. Like that's how I feel like my life is because things move so fast and I'm so passionate and I run into other passionate, amazing people. So like, I look like a pinball. Okay, no, you don't belong here. You belong over here. Okay, you belong over here. You belong over here. You know, it's just, it's not a no. It's just a not yet or try a different approach or find a different person to give you a yes. You know? Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, It makes total sense. And just listening to you, like, I feel like this magic 
energy in my heart right now, just listening and just kind of getting filled and pumped because all <laughs> the stuff that you're talking about, like I'm following, I am there. And I feel like it's incredible for me to see someone like you who looks like me, right? Representation is important. Yes! Yes. Like I look at you and I'm like, you're a superstar. You're like living the dream, TV, comedy, like working with recognizable brands that like people, you know, know all of these brands and stuff like that. And you're living your dream and it's a really big deal. And I need to hear that. And I know other women need to hear that. And I know that so much healing goes into it. The passion, like, how do you not like limit your passions and limit your goals? Because, like listening to you say all this, I'm just like, yes, like all of my dreams can come true. And I see and I have seen so many amazing things that have happened for me in my life. But then I, there are still times where I feel like, well, it can happen here and here, but it's not happening there yet. It's not happening there, you know? And then it's just like, it's easier to put limits on that. So yes. Like, I don't know. I, I want to soak some of that from you. Okay. Yes. Yes. All right. Oh my gosh. Okay. So first of all, you're human. I can say this with absolute certainty right now, but don't think for a second, there weren't some days where I was like, what am I doing with my life? But I have, I have a support system. I have a support system. I have people who love me. I have people who believe in me because I am happy and on fire when I'm in these classes, when I was having those moments where I wanted to quit and I went to my professors or I went to my, my classmates or, you know, say like my coworkers, they would say, you're meant to be here. You're meant to do this. It's just a bad day. It's not a bad life. Keep going. So you questioning, you cry. I mean, lots of tears to get here. Don't get it twisted. Like, do not mistake this. It's hard work. It's hard to live a big life, but it's not hard in that it feels bad and, and it's heavy and it's, and it's gross and it's ugly. It's hard in that I'm growing and I'm uncomfortable because I'm in that cocoon about to be a butterfly and explode. There's a big difference. So I just want to say, if it's not easy, good, you're growing. You know, if it's not easy because it's toxic, get the fuck out. If it's not easy because it's new and you're uncomfortable and you're growing and you're getting bigger. Like, remember when we all transitioned and grew up and became this adult? That's awkward and strange. And, you know, it wasn't fun for a lot of us. And yet it's like we're becoming something bigger and better. So just the knowing that first of all, you'll never have it done. You'll always have something else on your to-do. Your to-do list will be full when you croak. Like that's just how, how it's gonna happen. As somebody like you say that I'm successful, I still have so much that I want to do. You know, this is coming from somebody who's like, I wanna go to outer space. Like I wanna go to outer space with my careers. I wanna go to outer space with my relationships. You know, I want to do big things. So I never feel like, okay, I'm successful. I do amazing things. I have fun with it. And I'm like, okay, what's next? So first of all, thank you for that compliment. It feels really great to hear. You know, it's, it's nice. It's nice to hear that feedback. Like obviously 
I don't need a bunch of followers, but it feels, I mean, it feels good. You know, I don't need a bunch of fans, but it feels good. And it also too lets me know that I'm on the right track, that I'm, that I'm doing the right things. So I just want to say you're human. There will be question marks. There will be tears. There will be disappointment. There will be setbacks. You know, I say, oh, failures are comedy and it's, it's a redirection. Like it hurts. Like it, ouch. What do you mean? Like I can help my tribe. I can do things. Let me be a fucking attorney. Well, no, honey, that's not where you belong. Not right now, at least. It's not a no forever, but now I'm like, okay, well, I just want to jump right in. Maybe I don't need three years of this. Maybe I just need 15 months of this. You know, maybe I don't need to spend six figures. Maybe I need to just go over here to this program and get one of my semesters free. You know, like I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I just get really, really fired up and passionate. So that's the first thing. And then the second thing is like, when you say, you know, someone who looks like you, how do you keep the faith? All right. (laughs) This past week, actually, I was, me and my family was racially targeted, actually. I'm not going to get into too much detail because I don't want to give that a platform. That's not what we're here for. I don't want to amplify the hate speech and, you know, the scenario and the situation. I just want to say, like, I feel like with what you and I do, with what how we look with our experiences that aren't necessarily mainstream quite yet, and rightly so, like there's some traditional things, obviously, that aren't just, they're not meant for the public, right? But it comes from, and this is very specifically to you and I and to our audience, it's built into you. Honey, you have survival, warrior, resilience coursing through your DNA. That is a given. So, you know, your your head and your heart and your guts might be all mixed up. Like, just understand your ancestors got you. There has been so much historical damage, drama, and trauma that has come before you. I promise whatever you have in front of you, you're going to get through it. It's going to be okay. It doesn't feel like it. And it's hard. You know, I've been through some horrific things. I have seen some terrible things. And I swear there's some times where I'm like, what are we even doing humanity? What are we doing? But at the end of the day, I come back to myself. I come back to, you know, there's, there's tools you can use. I don't, whatever, whatever people use, there's, you know, there's yoga, there's meditation. Some people run marathons, you know, some people knit. I don't know. I don't knit. So, but you know, my daughter is now, my daughter is now beating and that's how she like centers herself and calms herself and comes down. But I feel like also goes back to ancestors and things like that. You know, there's tools. I would say find the community. Okay. I know the person who I can text at 2 a.m. and say, I can't sleep. This crazy thing happened this week. What do I do? I know that I have friends who who I can say, hey, I've had a really crappy week. I was racially targeted this week. You know, I I need some love from the community and from you. So I'm going to post one of our pictures. Which one am I posting? Because I'm going to amplify our voices. You know, this one, we love you. I mean, yeah. So I have a support system. I have tools that I actually go back to. Not always. Again, I'm human. You know, I went like after, after my daughter went away to college, I was so incredibly lonely and sad. I could not move. I was just like, I got my homework done. That's all I was able to even do during that time. And I let myself have that time. It was like, I'm a yoga instructor of 12 years and I did not do yoga for a month. Do not tell anybody. She says, yeah. And I knew it would make me feel better. I knew it would. And then the crappier my body felt, the crappier my mind felt. So I couldn't meditate. 
And I knew it would make me feel better, but I didn't care. I just wanted to wallow for a little bit. It's fine. I'm human. And then immediately when I got back to it, I'm like, what was I doing to myself? Why did I allow this to go on for all that time torturing myself? So yeah, the community, the tools, also not giving up. And I mean, we have that resilience, right? We have that stamina. We have like, we we literally would not be alive right now sitting here talking to each other or and or listening to this podcast if there were not people before us who knew how to get through it, okay? Like, they know, you want to talk about like survival skills and warrior blood, like it, it, it is there. It is built in. It is built in, okay? It's already done. The price is already paid. Whatever the price of admission, it's taken care of. It's already taken care of. So, you know, just knowing that, not losing the faith in that, and not to the extent of you're going down a wrong path, right? So like, I could have like, no, I want to be JD and kept trying to do that or kept trying to call those people or knock on a door that where, where like, I, it didn't matter if it didn't open. There was another better path for me in that and another better lesson and other people that I was meant to connect with. I have such a great community now. I have such a great, like more open interconnected network than I ever did before. Again, not why I'm doing it, not why I'm there, but an actual benefit to it. So, you know, when you say like, how do you not, like, if you're going to get sad, it's going to happen. You're going to trip. You're running a marathon. You're going to get tired. You might trip. Okay. Tie your shoelaces, take an ibuprofen and keep going, keep going. Because I promise, like, I promise there is so much good on the other side not just for you, okay, but for your entire community, your family. And honestly, like, I feel like when we're succeeding and we're doing good and we're putting good out into the world, like we elevate everybody, all of humankind and nature and the world in general. I really, truly believe that when you put out that good, you're making just such a bigger difference than you could possibly imagine. Well, like totally incredible. I totally agree. And as I'm listening to you and soaking this in, like I'm thinking that the healing that you have done for yourself, is literally creating a ripple effect of rejuvenation, peace, coming back to happiness, like across the planet, because mm -hmm. like you did that work, you left home, you were what, 15? I was 15 when 15, I left home. Yeah. Left home and, and I shared with you, I left home when I was 15 and I sometimes forget that. Yeah. And because of you facing and having courage and going through all of the things that you went through, believing in your vision, believing in that little hope or that fire that you had inside that no one else could see, like, oh my God. And isn't that, is that's wild to me? I don't know how. 15-year-old me who was living in a very dangerous, very dangerous, very, very dangerous life and death situation knew that there was better. I just did. And I, I wanted more for myself. And the fact that you and I, it, it seems like, you know, and psychology will have you believe and just uh, sociology will have you believe that people who come from trauma are built to stay there, to, you know, that's what they've experienced and that's what they know. And while there is a little bit of truth to that, like, I feel like now after I've done all the work, it's such a gift to have seen 
so much pain and suffering because I know the worst is behind me. I know I will never, my daughter, you know, I mean, she obviously should speak for herself, but we're very, we're very, very close. She is my soulmate. She is my favorite human on the planet. Like I didn't know how to be a parent. I learned, I got there fast. I came from love. I took, I took courses. I did whatever it takes. I read the books. I, I did classes. I did, I went hard. I did therapy. So I knew how to communicate, you know, we even sat down at one point and had rules about how would we, how we would disagree. Like we sat down, like, Hey, listen, you know, and she must've been like 10 years old or something. She'd said something and I'm like, Hey, listen, you know, I have feelings too. And you and I like, we're in this together and I want to be your, you know, your biggest fan, your number one confidant, your best friend, like for a lifetime. So when we're hurt, we don't hurt the other person. You know, that's how we do that. And you can say what you have to say, but try to say it as nicely as you can. And if we can't, we take some deep breaths. And, you know, like we said, we really, truly, there was much, much more to that. It was a two hour conversation, but you know, we really, you know, it was work, but I forgot I'm getting, I'm getting sidetracked here, but um, <laughs> I get, I guess I get so sidetracked when I start talking about her. She's like, she's just such a, ah, she's such a, so bright and like lovely. Um, I could just go on and on. But anyway, so my point is though, that the hard part for, at least for you and I is behind you. And like, it doesn't mean that everybody's going to front load their crap, right? Like, like we, we had in the very beginning with our childhoods. Okay. Like people go through, I mean, I've, I've gone through, I've gone through horrible things too, but like as an adult as well, you know, I went through a bankruptcy, I went through a divorce. Like I've, I've gone through some stuff, you know, but like I've got perfect credit and I'm like happily single, like (laughs) dating up a storm. (laughs) You know, it's, I know. I wasn't playing on that either. There was like, yeah, magic happened there too. You know, I, I come from a place that people would have you believe doesn't necessarily make me worthy of success, I guess. But the fact is, you know, I've seen grass growing in the middle of concrete. Like I've seen like that, that potential, that, that seed, that thing that you are, that isness, that passion and fire. That can grow anywhere. That can happen anywhere. It doesn't matter where you're at. It doesn't matter who you're with. I mean, get yourself in a good place. Get yourself around good people. But you can start wherever you are. You can start absolutely wherever you are. You know, and for you and I, the first step for us was to get in a safe place, was get to a safe space. And, you know, I'm not I'm not gonna say all the foster homes that I was in was good, you know, scenario. It was safer than where I was at. It, it wasn't full of love and acceptance and belonging like it should have been, but that's neither here nor there. I've created my life at this point, you know, and the fact that you and I were able to just start so young, it it's such a gift. I mean, it, it, could, it could be detrimental, but neither of us are allowing that, you know, and I just want to recognize and applaud you for that because I, all of my family members aren't in my same place. You know, I do have members that are frequently incarcerated, you know, things of that nature. And so I just want to recognize that, you know, obviously our prison system is a whole other conversation, you know, that's just a whole other conversation. But I do want to say that you're making healthy choices, not just for you, but for your family. And honestly, even just with this podcast, like you're uplifting your community, you know, you're doing things, you're doing, you're doing good things. You know, you, you have done that work, but I do think that that is next level health and healing, to be honest with you. You know, you, it's that 
put your own oxygen mask on and then put, you know, then, then help people who might need help around you. That's legitimately how I saw this going. You know, I started my healing journey for my daughter, not even for myself. I didn't, I didn't know I was worthy. I didn't think I was worthy. It wasn't even about me. I was just like, how can I give her a better life than what I had? How can I, how can I make her happy? She's so deserving of this. And in the process, you know, I feel like I, I did, you know, I've done a lot of, uh, oh my gosh, this is so silly. (laughs) So one of the things I did, maybe you'll appreciate this because we have the same background. Okay. So like, there was a lot of things that I did not have or get growing up because I, my home life was so weird and, and unstable. And then after I left home, I was a year in foster care. And then I went to a tribal boarding school. So one of the things that I started doing, like, as I started going through, you know, like a lot of therapy and stuff like that, and my therapist didn't even tell me to do this. And I don't even know if it's like psychologically sound. I'm just telling you it worked for me. I started looking at all those things that I would have wanted to do when I was younger, or that I thought like people who were wealthy got to experience that I didn't. And I started working on getting those for myself. So as an adult, I bought myself ballet lessons and piano lessons for no good reason other than it made me feel good. But I move better and freer in the world because of the ballet classes. I've met some amazing friends and made some great friendships. My body is like so happy with this decision, you know, and with piano, I, I was a musician. I played the flute for a very, very long time, but it, it's challenged me mentally. I know I really believe that it's helped me because it's part of what I do for stress relief now as I go and I practice because I can't be anywhere else, but like on the page and in my body while I'm playing that music. So when I need a break from law school, that's what I'm doing. But yeah, I, I legit take ballet, ballet and piano lessons now, which sounds that. weird and there's no reason for it, but that like, it helps me feel better. Like I get, look, it didn't happen for me when I was younger. That's something that I wanted, but that's just another something that I'm doing to take care of myself. That's something that I want it. I got it right. <laughs> and it's, and it's never too late. It's never too late to get what you want. I don't need my mommy and daddy to pay for that for me. I didn't have that. I didn't have that. So guess what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And I'm going to, you know, I mean, there's adult ballet classes. There's adult ballet t- or piano teachers. There's like, it's, it's out there. It's out there. Whatever you want is out there. It doesn't have to happen right the fuck now. It's on its way. It's on its way. And it's going to be better than you could imagine. Like I'm, it is so fulfilling and so much better for me because it's been this dangling carrot in front of me for all these years. And I got like, just to finally get to even just be in a ballet class and feel like, oh my gosh, this was a long time coming. It just, it feels so good. I could be there and feel awkward and weird. And don't get me wrong. There are some days where I'm just like, my buddy's not doing the thing, you know, but like I could do the splits now and I've never been able to do the splits in my entire life. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Like decades and decades on this planet, never been able to. <laughs> and here, and there, there I go. It's so, and it's silly. It's silly. It's, it's the splits, you know, here we are. We're like talking like, get that money, have that money in the bank account. Do you like, uh, yes, I want all of that for you. Like, I want you to have money and freedom and success and awards and accolades and followers. I want all of that for you. But I really think it starts inside. It's an inside job. And then outside stuff comes from that. Did that answer the question? I don't even know what we're talking about right now. <laughs> 
remember what my question was, but like, it was something, yeah, about 15 or so. I don't know. You know what? I just, I love listening to you because like the energy that you're coming out with is just like, I can fucking. Poppy's kicking in. Miles are we away from each other? And I can. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. But it's incredible because like, as I said, and I'll just kind of reiterate what I said earlier is like seeing you and knowing you someone who has come from a similar background has similar challenges like nothing fucking stopped you like you just kept going and there's so many similarities like as you're talking like I resonate with so much of it and one of the things that you shared today and you shared it the last time we spoke was the hardest part of what you're gonna face you've already overcome it like it's done and I think sometimes we forget that and I love that you are like, you're going back now and you're taking care of little Sheila and you're giving her whatever the hell she wants. And you didn't have to earn it, but you've gone through these lessons. And I've been reflecting on this for myself recently too. Like I've gone through all of these lessons that if I didn't, like you ask for strength, you're going to get the lesson for strength, right? And we don't know that as you're going through it because it's like, what the fuck is going on? What's wrong with my life? Why do I? Oh my gosh, right? Yeah, I want to be more patient. And then you get that teller who's being rude to you or that person who's in front of you who says taking like a thousand hours. And that's petty. That's petty, right? Like I, I'm above that lesson now because I asked for the lesson of patience and immediately I got my chance to exhibit fucking patience. That's yeah. right. And yeah. when it comes to like, I want, I want something beautiful. I want something amazing. Mm -hmm. Like, how bad do you want it? <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And there. You know, it is there. Yeah, yeah. And you know, when you say like nothing stops you, well, the fact is like, I wanted a JD. I wanted to jump into the middle of this legal fight and be an attorney and ain't nobody going to tell me yes or no. And I, you know what I mean? But that's like, that's a three-year and lots of testing and lots of money like road. It wasn't that I wasn't stopped by a no. I just found a different way and I pivoted in the right direction to still get what I want. So, you know, when people are like, don't give up, it's like, well, if that person doesn't want to date you, you don't go out there and crazy stalk them and convince them. If I, like you, something else will come along that's better and or like similar. That's what is for you. So you don't give up on the overall vision. You don't give up on the essence of what it is. And, you know, there's sometimes where I have to get really super clear what do I want out of the situation? And I didn't want to be an attorney with a JD, not at that time anyway, maybe in the future, I don't want to negate that. But what I wanted was to be involved in tribal law of some sort. And I got that times a hundred. Like I, I got it. I got it like a thousand fold. I'm there. It wasn't what I, what I thought it would look like. None of my life is what I thought it would look like, but it turns out so much better. So as long as I know and I get really clear on what it is that I'm after, it doesn't matter what form that takes, right? So I just want to put my message out there. I want people to hear it. I don't want a podcast. I don't want, but here you are saying, Hey, come be on my podcast. I'm like, Oh, that's incredible. That's amazing. Yes, please. You don't give up on the things that are meant for you on the things that bring you joy. You do give up on the things that are toxic for you, that are bad for you, that are no longer working for you. Am I going to be in medical now that there's no longer a pandemic? 
I don't know. I'm thinking at this point, probably not. And that's okay. Like that is okay because I'm so much happier and on fire about other things now. And that's the way with like relationships, with goals, with, you know, it like if it is no longer serving you, let it go. But if something is for you and you know it's for you, keep going. Yeah. Nothing can stop you. And you want to hear something else. You want to hear something really cool. Nothing can stop you, but also it's coming. If it is for you, nothing's going to keep you from it. It's also coming to you. What you seek is seeking you. I think that's a rooming quote. What you seek is seeking you. It's coming. It's magnetic. It's already done. It's on its way like a freaking Amazon package. Like, get ready. Okay. Like, I'm not kidding. I'm, you're applauding. Like, I'm telling you something that you don't already know. You know I this. Because a lot of the things that you're saying, yes. I, I either say them or I think them already. So, yes. That's why this conversation is just like, <laughs> right? Like, I don't even know the words. But it's true, but it's true, you know, and you just need somebody sometimes to say it out loud, which is why people come to your podcast, which is what they need to hear. And like, I don't even know how, what you do with a podcast. If you bookmark it or you like, like whatever, you like put a little flag, (laughs) whatever you do with podcasts, because it's not, it's not my wheelhouse, whatever you do with them, you can like do that with this one. And truly, truly like just understand that, you know, it's not even just about not giving up. It's about having that knowing, having that hope, having that faith. Like, I feel like sometimes that's more important because there's nights where I'm just like, I do want to give up, but I know, I know that I'm unstoppable. And I know that what is really meant for me is going to happen. I'm not that fucking powerful to block my good. Like that, that is a universal law. It's coming. It's happening. Good is gonna come. I'm just this little human. I don't have the power to block all that. You know, it'd be like me trying to stand in front of a train. Like my good is on its way. It's coming. So I just need to get out of my own way sometimes and understand like, and really re-recognize I'm powerful. It's built into me. And, you know, I can like, I can do anything. And then, thank goodness, because there's so much, so much I want to do, so much more that I want to do. But, you know, it's kind of too changed over the years. Like I had, what's really strange too is sometimes it's like, I'm not interested in that anymore. And somebody will call me and they'll be like, hey, we got this TV show. You know, or like one time, okay, oh my gosh, one time I was just taking, I was taking a road trip and I was doing New England. I was doing six states in like five days. Cause then, you know, they're kind of close together, but I want to see all 50 states. It's one of the things I want to do. And so I was, I was going up in New England doing a little road trip and I was going there because comedy had not yet paid any of my bills. It, it was just like, it was, I was a single parent at the, well, I guess I'm still a single parent, but you know, she's, she's kind of out of the house now. So it's not as like dire anymore, but you know, I can't, I couldn't go and hang out at the bars and like do, do those night shifts and like without paying for a babysitter. It just wasn't my scene. I made up my mind that you know, I wanted to live a life where if my daughter wasn't involved, then I didn't need to be involved either because it just felt, it felt, it felt heavy, you know, as a parent at the time with where I was. So yeah, I was doing a little road trip in New England and I was going there to give up comedy, (laughs) give up the career, like, Lord, help me let it go. 
you know, like Oprah, talk, Oprah talks about the color purple, like how she was like, she didn't, she didn't get the role. She hadn't heard back. And she was like walking around a track. She thought she had to lose weight to like get the part. And then she got the call and they're like, get your butt to Hollywood. You're, you're getting, you know, but she was like crying in the rain or something to that effect. And she was like, help me let it go. Help me let it go. And she let it go. And she got the phone call. Like that was me. So I was there and I was like, just there to sort of be like, okay, that's okay. I can give up things that aren't for me. I can let go. I can let it go. If it's not for me, just bring me the next thing that's for me. Oh my gosh. I ended up doing like two, two stand up open mics while I was there. You know, you tell somebody, oh yeah, you, I used to do comedy. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, you're so funny. Get up there. Here's a microphone. Like, it's just like, what, what? They're like, yeah, it just so happens that tonight is our comedy show. Jump on. And I was like, oh man, you know, and yeah. So I like five days, I did two shows. Yeah, what was really cool about it is like it was at the very tip top of Maine. I want to say, I know there's an Olympia, Oregon, but I think it was like Olympia or something. It was one of those, it was one of those towns where we have another more famous town that's the same name, right? So we've got two Kansas cities here, but it was one of those, right? It was at the tippy tippy top of Maine, which is the farthest on the map diagonally that you can possibly really truly get from Los Angeles. So I was like, wow, I've literally toured like the entirety of the US. I've been the farthest you can get. It was like one of those weird bucket list things that I accidentally checked off. And I was like, okay, well, that felt really good. All right, maybe I'll stick at it a little bit longer. Maybe, maybe I'll keep going, you know? So like, even while I, I tried to give up, I tried to say no, <laughs> I tried to get out. And comedy was like, honey, you're not going anywhere. You just wait. There's some good stuff coming, you know? So yeah, that's just, <laughs> I, 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 you know, I want to give up. I've tried to give up, but when it really is for you, you have no choice. I have a message. I have a job to do on this planet, you know, and honestly, like, how dare, how dare I go to the grave and not share what I was put on this planet to share and do? Like how, no, really, truly, like what, it, like what, like you're just going to let some like greatness just be buried and not have it out there in the world. That's, that's so sad. That is so sad. Like do your thing, reach your goals, do like you have to, yeah. that is a responsibility. That is the one thing, you know, that you really, truly like, Find what you're supposed to do and do that thing. It's the only way you're you're going to be happy. It's the only way that you're going to uplift humanity, make your community better. So yeah, I'm getting really preachy now, but <laughs> you know what? Like your faith is inspiring. The way that you speak about where you're going and how you knew you were going with conviction, like it's fucking inspiring. <laughs> inspiring. So, I feel like a crazy person while I'm doing it, but later <laughs> it makes more sense, you know? Yeah, like... You know what you mean? Like, a lot of the conversations that I've had on my podcast before, conversations that I have, probably mostly, like, off recording. I, I think, like... And I have people in my life now where I will literally call them and say, I need to have a delusional conversation with you because I want to create something that's so big, so, like, bigger than what I can even really picture I need to spend some time put some words to it so that I can actually create something that I couldn't imagine before because I believe and hearing you speak again like is just strengthening that in me that yeah like stop expecting so little right like yeah. just just start creating bigger and just start to expect it and like 
are it's there. Like, it's out there. If you see it for other people, why not you? Why not you? And if it's not out there yet, you can create it. Yeah, people do. I, I, I like. I was a COVID tester. What even? Uh, it's it's the year 2019. What the fuck is a COVID tester? Yeah, yeah. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, well, you're it's absolutely right. Because like when I was a little girl, I never thought that I would grow up and have a podcast. Yep. A fucking life coach that shows up on yep. social media. What What's a life coach? coach? What's a podcast? Yeah. Social media. Right. <laughs> That's being open to the magic, you know. So you can literally just you can create anything. You can create everything, whatever it is. Yeah, absolutely. I will follow you anywhere. Yay! <laughs> oh my gosh! Yay! I just want to come out to Canada and spend some time up there and oh. do some fun stuff up there. I just had a tour, yeah, up north recently. I live, I love Canada. Well, Canada. like any time, like if there's a way that I could figure out to get you here to Winnipeg, like I would do that. <gasps> come to LA one day, which is something that I want to do. And Winnipeg, Yay! our airport just recently got flights, like direct flights from Winnipeg to LA. And I was like, yes. Fine. Oh my gosh, I see you here. I see it. I see it. Come, come. Oh my gosh, that would be incredible. Yeah. So, like, again, just thank you for for just thank sharing you. your energy. Like, I want to say to you that I appreciate and recognize all of the work that you have done when it comes to healing and dreaming and loving. And when you said earlier the crying, like, I say that all the time to my clients and to anyone who asks me about where I come from, like a lot of crying, like I, I get that. And I see that. And like, you are just magic. So thank you for your conviction, for your faith, for your magic, and everything that you're creating, because it's creating a ripple effect across the planet, across the fucking galaxy. <laughs> oh my god, you're so sweet. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. You're so welcome. And I don't even want to end this call. I know, right? Well, I can come back. I'll come back another time. And we'll chat. Like, we're friends. We're friends. Like, you can, yeah. I'll have delusional conversations with you. I don't mind. I do, I do it all the time. With, but yeah, I think that's why my friend was like, oh my gosh, ENT, let's do it. Sign up. You know, they're like, I have, I have delusional friends in my life because we do incredible things. So yeah. But I'm just saying like, it's out there. Like, it's absolutely out there. You know, you think you're... Honestly, I'm like, okay, why, why am I even in LA? I'm going to leave. Next thing I know, I'm in billionaires' houses. <laughs> and they're asking, they're asking me, they're asking me about like myself and like, and you know, what I do and what I like and all, you know, they're fascinated by me and my energy and all this stuff. And I'm just like, okay, all right, well, I belong. I belong here. I belong speaking with these people and in these spaces. I, I can take up this space. I can take, I can hold these conversations. I can hold my own. All right. Maybe I can do this. Like I can, I can stay in the industry just a little bit longer and find out if the industry wants me to stay or not, you know? So, cause it does, it gets hard. It gets hard. But I think tears too, though, like we, we think they're a bad thing. Like we sort of villainize them, but you know, it's just, it literally is releasing, you know, those bad chemicals out of your body. You know, you're, you're just, you're letting go. You're letting down. You're just releasing something. It's, it's okay. And I feel like you have to just be really honest with yourself that that is that's part of being human it's just part of being human we're not robots you know you can't just program us like reach this goal and you know enter and turn the button on and and it's done it doesn't work like that you know emotions aren't a bad thing and and just feeling 
how being honest with how you feel about things is going to help you so much better in your journey because you do really have to tune in emotionally with are you on the right track but i'm getting sidetracked here but yeah i know i love talking to you too (laughs) okay i'm totally putting into my my next level self-visioning us hanging out and doing cool things in winnipeg (gasps) in la yes can we oh my god please Yes. Please, that would be incredible. That would be incredible. I just like want to hug you. <laughs> no, I can't wait. So, yeah. so we should wrap up the, the podcast. Yes. Um, yes. Where people can find me and stuff. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Let's like, where is the best place to connect with you to follow you? All that stuff. So generally the best place is my website. I try to keep it updated. There's a lot of vowels. So if it's okay, I'll just spell it out. It's Sheila Shalaki, S-H-E-I-L-A-C-H-A-L-A-K-E-E.com. And yeah, I would love to see people there. All my socials are there. All my upcoming shows are there. Some braggity braggart stuff is there. But also the work that I do with uh, foster organizations now. You can see all the fun stuff that I do and all that I'm involved in and, and keep up with my upcoming shows and projects. Fantastic. We're going to do that. Thanks so much for being here and listening to the podcast. Miigwech, ekwasay, merci. I want to take every opportunity that I can to tell you that you are worthy. And if something in this message resonated with you, please leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts. And send a link to your sister, your best friends, and your cousins, because if there was something in this message that resonated, then they might want to hear about it too. If maybe taking a screenshot is your thing, share it on your Instagram story. And don't forget to take me at jesskadumas.ca.